Well, good morning, good day, good evening. It is Wednesday. It is April 27th. I'm pretty sure it's April 27th. It's 2022, and I'm trying something a little tiny bit new. I am on the actual record app within Substack. So we're going to see how it goes, but I can see I have the same issue. No editing, no stopping, because once I stop, it's over. So deep breath, my friends. Let's just launch into all of this. So uh, I have really appreciated uh, some of the more dynamic uh, comments that have got stimulated by this idea of predators on the loose. Uh, it's interesting to see how different people hear different things and think about things in their own unique way. And I think that's what makes life so difficult is nobody sees the way anybody else sees, believes, perceives, or understands. And so when we launch out into the world seeking to be seen, seeking to be heard, seeking to be understood, it's almost like we're going to fail before we start. And what makes it even more complex is, like in this format, I have no immediate feedback, but just in general, you know, without that person in front of you, without that uh, ability to, you know, see what their body language is doing, which, you know, is estimated to be between 70 and 90% of communication is body language. Uh, if you're me, uh, you know, my intuition is reading your energy and I am pulling all my information from that. I hardly listen in that I just am reading people, which is wildly uncomfortable if you're on the other side of me. But that's how I figure things out. You know, I've just been doing it so long. It's the only way I know. Totally invasive. So uh, I recognize that. I try to keep my mouth shut, but sometimes I just can't. Uh, but we're in this really interesting place. There's so much going on. There's so many people yelling. There's so many things happening. I keep coming back to this point about what's actually useful and helpful. And one of the things that was brought to my attention, I don't even remember who I was listening to. I listen to a lot of different kinds of podcasts because I actually really like the audio format. And uh, they were making the point that part of the American way of being is that everything is designed around our productivity and our usefulness. And I have to say, much to my chagrin, I think that way almost exclusively. If I'm not being useful and I'm not being productive, uh, I oftentimes don't think it has value, which of course you know creates all this conflict because at the same time, I would like to be engaging in, in things that aren't productive and that they aren't useful, but I just feel too guilty. So I thought I would uh, talk a little bit about that because, one, I wanted to toss that back to you as an idea, but also how important is it right now when we're in a moment in time where things could not be scarier, right? There's so many things going on. There's so many issues that are at the, you know, moment of implosion. If you're like me, you're running around frantically trying to get the important things done. But I actually took a few moments the other day to just write a poem, which, you know, I haven't really done a lot of since I was young and I was all angsty feeling. feeling. I had that brief period where I made some spoken word 
video, but that was a little bit different style. And I shared with you the poet, uh, I just lost her name, Mary. Oh, this is what the joy of having a stupid brain. Uh, but I still remember what she said. And she said that you can say things much more simply and truthful in the form of a poem. And I, that just keeps sticking with me as I listen to uh, other people talk about things and I want to jump in and add my two cents. And then I just think, ugh, it's just more noise. But it takes me back to that original question. What do you actually hear? And I think that's the beauty of music and story and poetry is that it's easier to let go of the outcome that the other hears or gets from it versus intellectual debate, sort of left brain, logic, facts, statistics, I need to be right conversation. And that's that split within us. That's that masculine, feminine, that's that creative, productive versus, you know, creativity versus productivity the value of, and you know, anybody who's an artist, they lose a lot of the uh, joy in the art when it becomes a job and it has to be productive and it has to be relevant and it has to be sold. So there's no perfect way out of this, but the reason I'm sharing this is because I am so tired all the time, just trying to get these basic things done. It's very difficult for me to give you anything that's I feel like creative and brings joy because I hardly have any. I'm so focused on being productive and useful. And after I wrote that poem, which I haven't decided if I'm going to post or not, uh, I felt better. I felt happier. I felt lighter. I felt a little bit of joy return. And and there's this guilt, right, that says, oh, I have so many things to do. I can't take that step back and do something that is uh, not productive and not useful. You know, I grew up with the whole push, 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 right? Everything was judged on productivity. And, uh, you know, one of the things I know about myself is I have a very ebb and flow to my energy. Uh, it peaks in the morning and it's gone it's low by 11 or 12 and it's literally gone by three or four. And then I just sit around and wait for the day to be over so that I can start the process all over again. And even the fact that I might get up or three or four in the morning, it doesn't make me feel less guilty when I poop out by three or four in the afternoon, even though that's a 12 hour day. I mean, that is considered, I think, a fair level of productivity. Now that you know, isn't quite the full productivity anymore as I, you know, get more and more pooped out. But, but that's always been my pattern, but I never, it's never enough, right? You always got to keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. And I heard this great thing about how when men have a to-do list, they feel like it's a good day when they're just finished for the day. Women have a to-do list and they never feel okay because they never can complete everything that's on their to-do list. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, ladies. Like my to-do list is a running list, so it never ends. It's never complete. And I'm lucky if I do like three out of 10 things that are on my list. Now, I may be doing a whole bunch of other things, but I have a lot of trouble staying on just my list. And I never 
complete the list. And even if I do complete the list, I never feel like it's okay because there's so much more to do, which always leaves me feeling overwhelmed and frustrated. And so I don't know if that's the way you feel, but I wanted to talk about that because I'm hearing more and more people talk about how, uh, and you've heard me talk about how we're getting to this crunch point, right? Where there's not much more you can prepare for. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, whatever it is, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And we're just getting closer and closer and closer, but we don't know what the day is and we don't know what the thing is and we don't know how bad it's going to be. So there's this terrible, overwhelming energy of uncertainty and insecurity that creates a lot of, uh, drive, whether we can physically meet that drive or not is a whole separate issue of how do I be productive? Now, not every, everybody adds in useful. That's one of those things I got stuck on, which I wish I could get rid of. But uh, that's part of the pressure is that there's some reality checks around this. So I just wanted to bring this up as an idea. You know, last couple of podcasts have been kind of serious and I am re- I'm always in a state of thinking, but Uh, It's been really interesting. I was just fascinated by this show and how I just keep recognizing aspects of myself that uh, I was uh, punished and condemned and shamed for when I was young. And so they just got put away. Uh, And I spent a lifetime trying to be something that I'm not. Uh, And so I don't know how many of you can relate to that. I think we all have things that we struggle with. So Uh, It's never about, oh, I'm special. I think there's this desperate need to be special. That's what all these labels are about. You know, I am, uh, you know, some combination, right, of whatever 87 tests that are out there and people are like, this is me and, you know, I need to know myself. And, you know, the mandate know thyself isn't to identify every complexity of your egocentric physical human self. It's really... At the end of the day, it's your spiritual self, which is very simple. But, you know, the ego makes everything very complex in the world. But I know especially for women, I can't speak to men but on this subject, but especially for women, there's this terrible, terrible, I must be productive force that's always pushing in us. Uh, at least it was in my family and it's in every woman I've ever known. I rarely see a woman that now there are women who don't do anything. There's women who just like go in and go to bed and let the kids starve. I mean, I'm not saying there's not exceptions, but most women have this endless drive of push, push, push to get stuff done. You must be productive. We must get everybody else productive. And you know how much men love that when you show up with your to-do list. Here, honey, just your honey-do list. And so uh, it's a it's a real issue, I think. And the reason I said I'm bringing it up today is I wanted to kind of balance uh, some of this scary stuff, you know, that I keep talking about with all the terrible things that are happening with maybe it's time to not only do our deep breath, but remember some of the creative things that bring us joy, that create for the sake of just creating without there being a productive or useful component to 
to it. And, uh, you know, in my experience, people who can't back off the productivity push pedal uh, do a lot of judging and condemning and complaining about anyone who does creative things. Uh, and, you know, I'm probably one of those people when I see real things that need to be done, you know, like animals aren't fed or kids aren't taken care of, you know, there's, there's some real issues that need to be put before our creative endeavors. But, you know, one more day without doing laundry, you know, vacuuming once a week instead of three times a week, there's a lot of leeway. We all have a different scale in our head about what we think things need to do and be in a way in our environment, in our personal life, things like that. And so a lot of this push, push, push productivity stuff that we have is self-imposed. It's certainly not culturally imposed uh, unless you watch a lot of YouTube videos and you decide that other people are living in a way that you want and you can't achieve that. And then you can feel guilty about it and then embarrassed and shamed and feel like you have to do all these extra things to achieve what probably they have a team of people achieving. So it's a real thing. Push, 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 push. That was something that I grew up on, not said out loud, but implied, judged, measured. I was never asked, uh, have you met the, you know, met a, are you in a relationship, you know, or you have kids or any of that stuff. I was always, it was always about what have I done? What have I done for the day, the week, the month, the year? It was always about being productive. Uh, and so we all have our own version of that. But I was just reminded when I took that few moments and I just wrote a poem that did not need to make sense to anybody but me to express something that I've been thinking about, something that I've thought about talking about. But I thought, you know, this was a simpler way of saying the same thing, but it allowed me to bring in a creativity to it, to play with the words and the imagery and the pacing and the timing, uh, more of a lyrical quality than blah, 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 blah quote, statistic, quote, fact, blah, 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 uh, which nobody ever remembers anyways. Like all this information that we're gathering, 99% of it just goes flying out the window. It's just a bunch of useless crap that floats through our brain and then it's gone. So the thing about beauty, the thing about creativity, the thing about a step back, the thing about just a moment I did that yesterday. Like we've had a lot of wind and yesterday was such a beautiful day. It was not too cold, but warm. There was no real wind. The sun was out. And this is the first time I can remember in a long time where I just sat in joyed outside without like, I need to stack the wood. I need to plant the garden. I need to go collect dirt, whatever, you know, project is going on outside. I just kind of sat outside for a little while and it was so nice. What was interesting about that is I guess there's a bunch of fires going on. I had several people, uh, try to message me about, you know, or email me, was I on fire? And I was like completely oblivious to the fact that anywhere in New Mexico or Arizona or anywhere close by was on fire because I was just having this incredibly lovely still moment that was 0% productivity other than maybe the little bit of my skin that was exposed was maybe producing vitamin D. So <laughs> mostly I'm covered up, but uh, a little tiny piece of my face or my hand might've gotten some sun and I was exposing uh, it to get vitamin D. That was the only productive thing that was happening. So 
Uh, I just wanted to touch base about something that wasn't quite so heavy, quite scary, uh, wasn't relevant to all the horror show of things going on out in the world. Just taking a moment that's not productive, that's not useful, that's not helpful, that's not even necessary in any way, shape, or form. And then I invite you to see how it feels allowing yourself to take that break and just either do nothing without feeling guilty or create something that is completely uh, useless, that has no intrinsic value to your daily life. And just contrast the feeling. And the question really is, is does it energize you or does it distract you in a negative way? And uh, you know, I, one of the things I'm really focused on right now is focus and energy because I'm so tired all the time. I'm struggling with what to focus on and how do I ever find energy. And uh, the two things, you know, that I'm noticing, I'm observing, you know, where all my energy is going because, you know, some of it is just the um, changes, you know, they're taking place in my body. But uh, but I'm, the two things that I have uh, access to is my quality of sleep. Uh, the dog seems to be feeling better. So I've actually had a couple nights of sleep and wow, it's amazing how much better I feel. Uh, and two, I was surprised with just a, taking a moment to write a poem. I actually had more energy and I thought I'm going to pay attention to that. So I wanted to pass it on because uh, there's so much focus on preparing for what we don't want that it's easy to just push off and let go and ignore and move it on down the line. Anything that we do want, and that is a very dangerous way to be in the world, but it's something that's hard to not do when the world gets really scary and the time pressure feels like it's multiplying every single moment of the day. So, we're going to take that kind of deep breath where we really get the air into our lower lobes and you push it out. Cause remember that's where all the magic happens is down in the lower lobes, getting that old air out and that fresh air in. It's where the healing takes place. It's where the detoxification pl takes place. Uh, oxygen is very energizing. Every cell in your body requires oxygen and good oxygen intake increases your energy. As I say that, this is the first time I've been in trees for so long. You know, I'm always in the desert where the oxygen levels are exceedingly low. So uh, I think I need to make a special point of being in the trees so they can excrete their oxygen on me and I can breathe it in and then I can excrete my carbon dioxide onto them and they can breathe it in and we can have a mutually beneficial relationship of air exchange. So uh, if you can get some trees or some plants, I highly encourage you to breathe next to them. Give Share the wealth and breathe in their generosity. It's a good way to spend a few minutes. Technically, it's productive, but if done with joy, it can also be incredibly healing. So that's our talk for today. Uh, I hope you're having a super fabulous day. I hope that everything is going your way. And I hope that you can take the rest of the week and just really think about what creates positive energy, what creates joy. Is there anything that creates lightness in with you, in you within this incredibly crazy, heavy world we seem to have going on right now? Right? 
All right. Well, I'm so glad you all are here. Thank you for sharing uh, this part of the world with me. And I, my friends, will see you next time.